Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is April 27th, 2022. Today's song is Haven't Seen It Yet by Danny Gokey. I hope that you look the song up with lyrics and sing it to God's ears. And it's not it's not a song that, that I had really paid attention to. It's been on radio for a while. For a while, but it's really just been the lyric in my heart, and I couldn't place the lyric to the song because, like I said, I don't listen to this song very often on radio. But I just kept singing the words that good things are coming. I just kept saying, Good things are coming, <laughs> good things are coming, but I couldn't, like, again, place it, place that little small lyric which meant so much to me this week to the song and I finally put it together and it is Haven't Seen It Yet by Danny Gokey. I love that. It, the, the lyric says good things are coming even when we can't see it. And it starts out by saying have you been praying and still have no answers? And I believe that we all are praying for deliverance from something. But just know that we will be delivered from all of our troubles because God says so. Now, it might not be in this world, but it'll certainly be in heaven. So while we're here on earth, we may experience a lot of troubles. And some we will be delivered from here on earth. I can't remember where I read it in the Bible, but somewhere it says that before Jesus returns on his white horse, before that, many miracles will take place. So, wait for it. (laughs) Never give up hope. The name of today's podcast, today's sermon is titled... Why does God allow for hardships? Scripture I'll be reading from is from Psalm 34, verses 4 through 14, and again in chapter 34, verses 17 through 19, and then from James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4. I'll go ahead and get right into Scripture. If you want to turn your Bibles to Psalm 34, verse 4, it says this. Now, listen to this because the Psalms, this in particular Psalm is written by King David. And he was a prophet. So he's prophesying here what God is saying. So he says in verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. Pause. Does he say just some of his fears or does he say all of his fears? He says all. He instructs us to have no fear. Very A lot of times in the Bible, do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. 
And when a, when a fear creeps up in our minds, we have to go to him immediately in prayer and gratitude and praise for whatever it is we're going through. We have to pray. And once, let the Holy Spirit remove that fear that's trying to creep in. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And that's why he says here he, that David was delivered from all his fears. Because he was constantly praying to God. Constantly in prayer. Verse 5. They looked to him, which is God, and were radiant. Again, they looked to him and were radiant. And their faces will never be ashamed. Pause. Isn't that so beautiful? We should never feel ashamed. Our faces are radiant because the Lord God Almighty Himself is looking at us. Think about that. He's looking at us. Even when we're going through it, He has His eyes on us. We're very fortunate. Verse 6, the poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Again, there it says, he was, this old poor man was saved out of all his troubles. Verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and, and rescues them. So lovely that our Lord, the God of ages, to this day encamps around those who fear him and he rescues them. I always say, Lord, encamp over me, fill me to, to the fullest with your Holy Spirit and encamp over me. And we are on holy ground when he encamps over us. Those that believe in the Son of God. You have to believe in him. Because he won't hear your prayers if you don't believe in him. And then he will encamp over you. Around you. And rescue you. Verse 8. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. How blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Pause. How blessed. We are blessed if we, if we take refuge in him. If we ask him to encamp over us. And in there we find our refuge. We are safe. We are safe. And we are blessed. Verse 9. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For to those who fear him, there is no want. Pause. He's talking to you and me, the saints. The ones that believe in him. He asks us to fear him. To, 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 we are to never not be fearful of the Lord. And that is why we always want to please him because we he's the almighty everyone should fear him and it's not an ugly fear or a terrifying fear it's just that we are that he's so great and he's so powerful 
and we must never forget who he is. And, and how lovely David, so many years ago, says, prophesying, for to those who fear him there is no want. There is no want. He rescues us. He delivers us. In verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they who seek the Lord shall not be in want of any good thing. Praise the Lord. Verse 11, here is where God speaks. He's already speaking. This is a prophecy by David saying what God is telling him to say. But here in verse 11, don't miss this. He says, come, come you children listen to me i will teach you the fear of the lord pause and the beginning of wisdom is fear fearing the lord that's wisdom and he's saying come 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 to me come to me you children, we are all children of God that believe in the Son. And he says, listen to me. He's saying, don't listen to anyone else. Listen to me. Listen to God. Listen to God. Listen to God. Only him. And he will teach us the fear of the Lord. So first you need to seek him because he gives wisdom to all who ask. So ask for wisdom. And the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. Verse 12, who is the man who desires life and loves length of days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Pause. So he's given us, he's given us advice here. He's given us advice. Because he's teaching us. Remember in verse 11, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. And then he says, anyone that desires life and loves length of days, that he may, what does he need to do to see good? He needs to keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Right there. That's the advice God is giving you and giving me. We need to ask him and he will teach us. He will teach us. And then Depart from evil and do good. He's telling us to depart from everything that's evil, that's taken us down the wrong path, to trust in him, to seek him, to pursue him. And you will then, if you seek him with all your heart, mind, soul, and might, you are seeking him who is peace and you're pursuing him who gives the peace. He is telling us to stay away from any evil desires because we are in combat our spirit and our flesh constantly fighting each other but we need to depart from the evil that the flesh wants us to do and do good and do good and seek peace who gives us peace God he's the only one that can give us his peace and we need to pursue him on the daily we need to pursue him that by pursuing him we will we will um, be, be delivered from our fears because we're pursuing the one that can relieve us from our fears. And
And he, if we pursue in him, he's rescuing us from our fears. And he also saves us from all of our troubles. So let's, okay, so we are now on verse 15, which reads, The eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry. So just never forget that the Lord, he hears our every cry. Nothing goes, if, if you are, like in verse 11, where he says, for us to listen to him, and he will teach us the fear of the Lord. He is telling us that his ears are open to our cry, our cry. I'm going to go over and read verses 17 through 19. I'm almost done here. The righteous cry and the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. Pause. Now, it may seem that King David is repeating himself, but he is prophesying and telling us what God wants us to know. And he's telling us again here in verse 17 that the right, when the righteous cry out, the Lord hears, and he will deliver us from all of our troubles. Verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Pause. How many times have I been brokenhearted? Just one thing after the next. People going through it. Going through it. It breaks my heart. And it just comforts me when he says that he is near to the brokenhearted. And he, is, and he saves those that are crushed in spirit. So when our spirits are crushed for this, that, or the other thing, and we feel like we just can't handle any more. He is telling us in this verse that he's going to save us, that our crushed spirit is not in vain, is not overlooked. He is with, he is near, he encamps with his children. And he's saying here, the brokenhearted and the crushed in spirit. Verse 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Pause. What is God saying? He's saying, come here, little children. Ask me and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you. Whoever wants to know me, I'm going to teach you. And the beginning, the beginning is to, to ask him for wisdom. But he's telling us here, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver us from all of them. So he's not telling us that the, that the righteous are not, are not going to have afflictions. He's telling us that the righteous will. And that's how all things work together for good for those that, are, that love God and are called according to his purpose. When you're afflicted, it may seem like you, like, like, oh God, not, not again, or I just went through that, now I'm going through this. But he's making us better children. He's, he's helping us through these circumstances if we let it, if, if we remember that we are, if God isn't afflicting you, then he he's not bothering with you 
I hate to say that, but he's, he says here, it, it, you're going to go through afflictions. He warns us time after time that that's the only way that he can get us to become uh, deeper in our relationship with him. And I'm going to end with James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4, which says this, Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And I'm going to read chapter, uh, verse 5 because it goes into here um, talking about um, wisdom. But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all generously and without reproach, and it will be given to him. I'm going to read verse 6 because it's also so important. But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. And what he's meaning by that is that you, can, you have to have faith. You, you either have faith or you don't have faith. You either believe or you don't believe. You, can't, you have to, he's trying to teach us through these afflictions to, to only know him better. So we know him better so we can stand firm in our faith on an unshakable ground. That no matter what comes our way, we will never, ever, ever leave our Lord. He, that's why he's given us afflictions. That's why, that's why we need to consider it all joy when we encounter various trials. Because it, it's, it's testing of your faith which will produce endurance for the long haul. He, he has to keep, he, he is working on us. He is working on us. The God of ages is working on us through these various trials. And we have to consider them all joy, even though we don't want to be joyful during any of these things sometimes. But we can't expect to grow in our faith if we, he doesn't give us something that, that settles us down, that keeps us uh, where we need him. And by doing so, he strengthens us. It's not, it's not vicious by any means because his promises are everlasting his promises are everlasting and those of us that that um, are brought into these humble humbling circumstances we need to well it says here in verse 9 i'll just go ahead and read through verse 9 but the brother but the brother of humble circumstances is to glory in his high position. We are in high positions if we are being afflicted. So if you're going through it, take heart. The Lord is going to deliver us from all of our troubles. And listen to that song. It's a positive message. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Don't give up. Keep the faith. Keep reading your Holy Bible because your Holy Bible is the living Word of God. And through it, we will get stronger and stronger and stronger. 
keep singing to the Lord, keep joyful, and He's going to deliver you from your fear. But sometimes we have to stay, like I said, in constant communication with Him. In constant communication with Him, because remember, He lives, Jesus Christ's Spirit lives in us, in camps over us, and so we should not fear. We should not fear. He did not give us the spirit of fear. How can we have the spirit of fear when the Holy Spirit encamps over us? He is with us through these troubles and no tear goes wasted. He bottles up our tears. There, there, no tear, he, he, he sees all of our tears. And he is our helper. I'll go ahead and end there. Much love to all. All the glory to God. I, I apologize if there's there's any. Um, I've got the fan going. I, I mentioned before in other podcasts. I have a small space, and not the best equipment. But much love to all. All the glory to God. And again, if you're going through it, take heart. For our God has overcome the world, and He's going to over your your situation. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Good things are coming. Bye.